You're listening to Audio Theater in a Darker Shade. This is DarkerProjects.com. And now our feature presentation. The following audio is explicit in nature and may contain adult themes, light sexual situations, violent content, or strong language. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Darker Projects. Tonight, for your listening pleasure, we bring to you an episode that will enchant humanitarians of every shape and size. Grab a chair, lean back, and listen attentively to the astounding onslaught wonderment of Giggles. Remember all those times when you and your father did special things together? Yeah, I remember. For us it was playing catch or just hanging out talking. Normal things. Guess it was a little different for everybody. But those times were always special. It wasn't so special for all of us. No. No, it wasn't. We just had to do with what we had and with what life gave us. But we always had good old dad, though. Always there. Always watching over us. Loving us to death. Are we really going to go through with this? If we're doing this, then you better go get it and be ready when the time comes. Are we sure we want to? We might as well get started. You know what I thought of just now when I came through that door, Dad? Nah, didn't think so. Remember when you made me take those boxing lessons, all eight miserable years of them? I do. Every black eye, every bruise, every aching muscle, the lessons in the ring, the rounds I win in competitions, even the two or three times I won. But nothing I did was ever good enough for you. No. If I lost a bout, you beat me afterwards. If I managed to draw, you beat me. And even when I won, when I beat Toby McMurdy and took top medal in that competition, you beat the shit out of me when we got home because I didn't knock him out in the first 30 seconds of the round because I wasn't perfect. It didn't matter how hard I worked and trained. It was never good enough for you. But all that training with the coach did something for me. It taught me to never quit, and I didn't. It's been almost 10 years since you walked out and left a 13-year-old kid on his own, so you never knew, probably never cared, what became of me. I'm a boxer, Dad. A highly trained professional boxer, and I hold the title in my division. And since I don't expect to ever lay eyes on you again after tonight, I wanted to show you just how perfect I am when it comes to throwing punches these days. Thanks for fucking nothing, Dad. (laughs) Who's laughing now, huh? All that time that you were with the circus, all that time you left me at home, you didn't give a damn about me, did you, Dad? Yeah, you adopted the boys that eventually would become brothers to me, 
But did you ever spend time with me other than to beat me? To make me perfect? To make me a better man? What's the point of it now, Dad? Huh? You always talked about how Grandma didn't give a damn about you. What was I? Just some piece of shit part of the family that you thought would be blessed with your fist in my face. I tell you what, old man. Once this day is over, Jesse, Adam, David, Bobby, and myself will never spend another damn day thinking about you. The only thing that I will ever say thank you for is for them. Trainer! 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 Sisters! Come here! Son! Go to hell, Dad. Your turn, Jesse. Jesse! Jesse, I'm getting hurt. Let me go so we can talk. No. Just shut up. Shut up and listen. Do you know how happy and excited I was? When I heard that the famous Yuppo the Clown decided to take me under his wing after my mom died? Do you? Me! Of all the kids in the world, Yuppo chose me. But I wasn't the only one you had chosen, was I? I'll admit it took a long time for us to connect the dots. But the more we talked about it, the more we realized what had really happened to our mothers. And exactly what the fuck you did to them. Maybe they weren't always the best, but at least they fucking loved us. Listen. Listen. No, Dad. It's time for you to listen. Over the years, you painstakingly taught me, in your own unique way, how to use every single one of your countless precious tools. Also, I could spend my entire life upkeeping and constantly repairing your home. No ball games on Saturdays. No cartoons after school. Nope. Just work. But I guess in a way I should be thanking you. After all, your tutelage made me the master carpenter I am today. But you know what it was that broke me? That traumatized me and made me see you for what you are? Mr. Jenkins. That name ring any bells? Jenkins? <laughs> Good. Glad you remember. I'm sure you remember his sweet little dog Bailey, too, you sick bastard and how I caught you torturing that poor little fucking dog by stapling it to the fence and leaving it to die for Mr. Jenkins to find. I can still hear it yelping in agony and horror. I can still see the terror in its eyes. And it didn't stop there. Then you threatened to nail my cat, Milo, to the door and skin him alive in front of me if I told anybody. But it didn't end there, did it? No. Every time we moved, if the neighbors had a dog, you would force me to help you do the same thing to them. You hated dogs. Except your own precious little dog Yo-Yo, of course. I know why you hated those other dogs now. It's because they knew evil when they saw it. You couldn't fool them. Listen. Listen. No. No more talking or trying to negotiate your way out of this. My mind is set. So instead of letting you keep sitting there, tied to that chair, trying to free yourself, I've decided to make sure you stay right where we want you to stay. Maybe then you'll understand the severity of your situation, ultimately realizing that escape is hopeless and trying would be extremely painful for you. Bet you're wondering what's in the bag, aren't you? 
Here, let me show you. It's my new staple gun. Nice, isn't it? Picked it up a few days ago for this very occasion. This bad boy uses 18 gauge, two inch staples. Yeah. Once you pin something down with these, it stays put. Speaking of staying put, let's make sure your hands and feet stay right where they are. Shall no. we? <laughs> I would tell you not to go anywhere, but I don't think we have to worry about that now. No, Dad. The only place you're going is to hell. Once we're done with you, of course. You're up, Adam. You can do this, man. Adam! Adam! You've got to let me go! No can do, Dad. Adam! <laughs> God damn it, Adam! Let me go! Wow. You know it's been at least 12 years, and look at you. You haven't changed one iota. It's really no surprise to see you're still just as sadistic, as pathetic as I remember. Bastard! And just as eloquent as ever, it would seem. I was about five years old when you adopted me. And from the moment you took me in until the day you skipped out on me, all I can remember about you is the way you used to scream at me constantly. You didn't need a reason, but you always found one, didn't you? The tiniest little slip-up was more than enough justification for you. And Lord... Lord help me if I screwed up big time. Every time you opened your mouth, aimed at me was nothing more than a rage-fueled profanity fest for you. At least that horrible murder Lord knew what to do when she opened her mouth! Shut up! <laughs> I admit that my mother wasn't perfect, but if she was anything, she was a lady, and a damned good one at that. While we're on the subject of mouths, though, you might like to know what I've been up to all these years. The tools on the table? Those are the tools of my trade. You see, Dad, after you performed your little vanishing act, I worked hard, put myself through college, and became a dentist. I learned a lot about mouths. The most important thing I learned was how to shut up the disgusting, blasphemous, garbage-spewing mouths like yours. I found one thing in particular to be quite effective. There we go. That ought to do it. Handy stuff, that duct tape. It really does have a million and one uses, and is more than strong enough to keep that head of yours from turning and trying to avoid... Well, you'll see. What are you going to do with that thing? This thing? This is a mouth brace for you. Now smile, open wide, and say, Ah. Dad. See? That wasn't so bad, was it? Speaking of seeing, 
Do you recall that one horrible summer night when you tied me to a nail-covered chair and superglued my eyes open so I had no choice but to watch what you did to those poor, helpless, terrified women over and over until there was nothing left of them for you to hurt? I do. And I remember the following morning when you made me help you load their bodies into your car and driving them up to the river to dump them before the sun came up. Ah, 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 Dad. Closing your eyes is cheating, and it's certainly not going to prevent what happens next. I don't know how you feel about it, and quite frankly, I don't care. But I'm pretty eager to get started. So, let's begin, shall we? Hmm. Sorry, Dad. It looks like I'm all out of superglue. And I don't see any other options but to stitch your eyes open. Well, I can't believe I forgot the superglue. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, this reminds me of that old nursery rhyme. How did it start again? Oh, yeah. A stitch in time. <laughs> no! No, neither! Here's to the first stitch into our time together today. Dad. And that's the last one. Not bad for my first time. You can't like That's where you're wrong, because that's exactly what I intend to do. I'm going to leave you here, like this. Go home, watch the game, and eat pizza. And then I'll go to bed with a smile on my face and not lose a wink of sleep over it. Goodbye, Dad. Oh, and I'm sure it goes without saying, but try not to blink. <laughs> He's all yours, David. Dad! Son! Can we speak out of Nope. <laughs> you got me a chance to Got to? It's been a very, very long time since I've had to do anything you've told me to do. Most kids are lucky. They have fond memories of their childhood, and I envy them pretty much from the first day you brought me home. My childhood was a constant maelstrom of never-ending nightmares wrought by you. Nightmares of you pulling out that damn pocket knife of yours and cutting thin lines across my ribcage, slicing the heels of my feet for not sharpening the knives well enough in your reason, so I wouldn't forget what a sharp knife feels like. I haven't. There was simply no pleasing you. Ever. <laughs> Those knives 
could have been sharp enough to carve an atom and you would have still found fault and to give yourself an excuse to use that little knife of yours. Shit! When I worked at Hardin's Meat Market that one summer, the head butcher, he commented on how much sharper and better my blade was than his. At least he was impressed. But that didn't matter to you. Nothing did. There was just simply no pleasing the great yuppo. I still carry the scars you gave me. Each is simply another reminder and reason to hate you. But in the end, I was able to put my skill with the blade to use and earn a living. I'm a barber, by the way. When any man comes to see me for a cut or a shave, especially a shave, they tell me my skill with a straight razor is unparalleled. I agree. So I came here to show you that skill in person and leave you with a painful reminder that will stay with you until your last dying breath. Oh, and one more thing before I go. When we were kids, you would always scream and shout at us about keeping a civil tongue in our mouths. Over the years, I haven't always done the best job of that. So, if you don't mind, I think I'll take a souvenir to remind me of what you were always telling us. That tongue <gasps> of yours will do quite nicely. <gasps> no! 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 Thanks for all the wonderful memories, Dad. Your time to shine now, Robert. Enjoy. Oh, what's wrong, Dad? You look a little uncomfortable. Seeing you look at me like that makes me wonder if my mother ever looked at you the same way. With desperation and fleeting hope. Hope for being released and for the pain to end. <coughs> I was ten when you adopted me. Brought me home and introduced me to the other boys. Finally, I thought. Finally, I will live in a safe environment. A place where I wouldn't have to endure daily ritualistic beatings at the hands of my mother. But no, that wasn't in the cards, was it? Unfortunately for me, you were far worse than she was. With her, the pain was only physical. You, on the other hand, made sure to take away everything and anything that reminded me of her and make me feel like I was less than human, undeserving of affection or happiness. You took so much joy in making me watch you sit there eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches while you drank apple juice. Two things you knew I loved and provided me with comfort and reminded me of my mother. You may not be aware of this, but my mom took time to teach me certain things. She taught me to value things like life. She taught me to value simply being. You need to understand something. 
You need to understand that it's you who now holds no value to me. You are beyond awful to us. Awful beyond words. There wasn't a day that passed without you being an out-of-control, rage-filled monster who did everything he could to find new ways to hurt us, to demean us. Sure, Mom had her days, but at least with her, it wasn't every fucking day. I'm certain the others have said their goodbyes, but I knew bringing you way out here, where no one could hear your screams, a place where no one will ever find you or hear your thoughtless, asinine mouth or the inevitable pleas for mercy. I knew after today I would never have to worry about you laying a fucking hand on me or anybody else ever again. <sighs> Pardon me, Dad. I need to grab a few things. You look thirsty, Dad. Here, have some apple juice. <coughs> oh, and of course, I have some peanut butter here for you, too. Let me share it with you. Oh, don't worry. I'm not going to stuff it in your mouth and watch you choke to death. No. I'm just going to put a little in each ear, and maybe a little here on your neck, some on your cheeks, just below the eyes. There we go. What are you? Perfect. Now you're ready. What? Hey, 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 relax. None of that. Not yet, anyway. That's right. You hate rats, don't you? I'm a veterinarian, so rats don't bother me. I have you to thank for my career choice, actually. Taking care of Yo-Yo growing up was the only thing that kept me going. Yo-Yo loved me. His love was the only love I knew. But enough about that old dog. Let me introduce you to my cute, furry little friend here. His name is Cujo. Don't worry, he's friendly, but a little hungry. I haven't fed him in a few days, for a reason. But I brought little Cujo with me to keep you company, Dad. An interesting fact about rats you may not know is they love peanut butter. They'll eat just about anything, really. But peanut butter? That's something they can't resist. I'm going to leave the two of you alone now, Dad. Here you go. I'll just put Cujo in your lap. <gasps> <laughs> no! I know how much you love attention, Dad. So I brought some of Cujo's friends with me to make sure you get all the attention you need. No! Let it let her in! Oh, no! Oh, it was no! Nice no! Yes, no!
You've been listening to Giggles by M.J. Cogburn and C.E. Kralik. Featured in tonight's episode were Pete Lutz as Yuppo, Jeremy Hennessy as Jesse, Shane Harris as Tanner, Drew Prophet as David, Mike Jansen as Adam, Austin Beach as Bobby, and yours truly as the announcer. The awesome music was composed by David Allen Krauss. The episode was produced by M.J. Cogburn and C.E. Krawick. Post-production by M.J. Cogburn. This has been a Darker Projects audio production. This is Joshua Perus. Thank you for listening.